0: If you had a desire today, God will save you. It was said here this morning that those that came to the Lord, the Lord healed them. I want to start just a whole lot earlier in the Word of God than the crucifixion. Are you with me? Let's go back, if you will into Luke chapter number 1. Luke chapter number 1. Verse number 1. The Bible said, For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. First thing I want to ask you this morning is, what do you believe? even as they delivered them unto us which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. It seemed good to me also having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first to write unto thee in order, most excellent the open. What do you understand this morning? Are you with me? Does it seem good to you? Now, stay with me, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. Do you know your instructions this morning? The Word said you must be born again. There was in the days of Herod the king of Judea a certain priest named Zacchaeus of the course of Abba, and his wife was the, notice this, was of the daughters of Aaron. Her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God. I want you to notice a couple of things here this morning in this scripture. God's doing with righteous people, righteous things. Amen. Uh, Before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. They had no child because... That Elizabeth was born, and they both were now well stricken in years. It came to pass that while he executed the priest office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord, and the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. There appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for the, thy prayer is heard and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son and thou shalt call his name John. We know this is John the Baptist. Thou shalt have joy and gladness And many shall rejoice at his birth, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God, and he shall go before him in the spirit and the power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of, ju- of thy just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Are you with me? And Zacharias said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answered and said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee to show, notice this, the, these glad tidings. Brother Chris, that's the blessing. a God, we pray. Yes, Lord. Grant it, Lord. Help him to break the bread of life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, as you take your seat, turn over to chapter 24 there in Luke. I wanted to read to you how this story really begins. This story begins, as we read here, that God's man, if you will, was well-stricken in years. His wife was well-stricken, but he had followed God. And God had spoke to him through Gabriel and said, Your wife's going to conceive and bear you a son, call him John. Then we know that Mary conceived also that of the Holy Ghost of God. And they were cousins. So we see now that we have John, the forerunner, six months, if you will, Older than Jesus. And he is coming to make the way for the Lord to come. Now here's the thought that God laid upon my heart today. And it may be a little strange to you. But I thought about as these two boys. Talking about John the Baptist and Jesus Christ. As they were boys. Babies if you will. Have you ever watched a little baby sleep? Sometimes you're wondering if they're having nightmares. Because sometimes they'll grunt and groan and, and make strange faces. And and I look at them and I think, Well, that little fella don't even know enough to have a nightmare. Right? But it seems like you look at them and, and it looks like sometimes they're having a nightmare. I just wondered as I began to think about this week, the things that's happened all week leading up to the crucifixion and the resurrection, I just wonder as babies if them two boys ever had a thought of their death. I mean, I wonder if if Mary was holding Jesus and sometimes he could see the cross and his own crucifixion I wondered if John really understood that he would be one crying in the wilderness, but maybe he had nightmares about his life also. The flesh will, you know. The flesh don't want to be beaten. No, no, that flesh, you ever run around and said, hey, how about this punching me in the mouth? I mean, if you really want one, I'll take care of you after church. But I've never had nobody run up to me and say, why don't you just beat the tar out of me? A lot of you needed it. A lot of you deserved it. And your mom and daddy didn't give it to you, but I can help them if you need me to. But I just wondered if those boys, as they were growing up, and I'm reminded as Jesus went to the temple and was teaching, and the whole world was astonished at his wisdom, I wondered if he was looking at the cross then and saw an urgency to get the word out because time is short. And I just wondered, and I've had nightmares about my children and I'm sure you've had nightmares about yours. Getting killed in car wrecks and bars and different things. Because we're parents. We're concerned about those things. I pray to many a night, God, just let them live till their brain goes to working. Amen. I mean, if you're in those conditions, your brain ain't working right. And pray that God will let them live. Listen, sometimes we pray wrong. We say, oh, God, save them. Well, that's why he died. To save them. We just need to pray, God, let them live long enough they see they need to be saved. And have a desire. But I just wondered if John and Jesus ever, when they were together playing his boys, ever got to conversing saying, now John, it's going to be tough, but you just hang in there. And John would say to Jesus, Jesus, ain't nobody going to like you, especially this religious crowd. They're going to kill you. You know that now, don't you? You ever wonder if those things were in conversation sometimes? I know I'm stretching your imagination this morning, but I thought about, we sing it while he was on the cross, I was on his mind. Amen? I just wonder when I came into his thought process, I think it was from the beginning. And if you look around at the world today, the way the world is dying today, there ain't no wonder mamas and daddies are having nightmares about children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren having to be raised up in this world. That's enough to give anybody a nightmare. Just thinking about what they're going to face, Brother Howard. How many of us churches like this do we still have that's grounded and founded upon the blood of Jesus Christ, the virgin birth, the death, the burial, and the resurrection, how long will it be before that don't exist? Yeah, I have nightmares about that. But the Word of God said there's come a day when His Spirit will not strive with man. Would you like to be in this world and no Holy Spirit at all? Ooh, nothing but evil. I don't want to be here. And I thought about as the week was progressing as they were praying in Gethsemane and the things that was going on, Judas betraying him. And even John said, must I look for another? See, that's the human flesh, isn't it? The human flesh is old Doughton Thomas for sure, isn't it? The human flesh can see it and still can't believe it. Can hold it and still can't believe it. Have you ever said that? I can't believe it. I mean, you're holding it and you still can't believe it. You got it, and you still can't believe it. I just wonder sometimes what it would take for you and I to truly grasp that Jesus knew. He came to die. It never took him by surprise that he had to go to the cross. It never took him by surprise that the church world turned their back on him. Everywhere he went, they followed peeping and sneaking, criticizing. Now, let me get in your lap just for a moment. How many of us sit in church and criticize the church service? That preacher sings too many songs. That preacher takes up too much offering. He drags it out. Why don't he just preach it and get it over with? I'm just telling you what I've heard over the years of preaching, pastoring. Uh, Why do you get so emotional, preacher? Why don't you get emotional? Uh, preacher, why do you holler? Because most people I preach to are deaf. Too, I, and cry yeah. and moan yeah. and groan. I mean, sometimes I look back and you're smiling and it all looks good. And, and just one word I can say and it looks like, oh, kill him dead. All of a sudden, just in the middle of nowhere, you change. But our Lord and Savior never changed. Knew He had to die. Knew He was going to die a terrible death. Knew He would die at a young age. But He went to the cross anyway. Now over there in Matthew 24, we begin to read about where they go to the tomb the first day of the week. Now they're not going rejoicing, stay with me this minute, don't let me lose you. They're not going rejoicing saying, praise God, the word of God is fulfilled. No, they're going sad. Our Lord and Savior, they killed him. <laughs> yeah. Let me go back to what I said a minute ago about they saw it, they held it, they knew it, but now they don't know it. The Bible didn't say he died. The Bible said he gave up the ghost. I mean his wounds didn't kill him. The things that he was facing didn't kill him. The Bible said he gave up the ghost. In other words, he chose the moment he would leave this world. And he chose that moment when he said, It is finished. I can see it in his mind that he made sure every scripture was fulfilled. Every prophecy was fulfilled. He was not going to give up the ghost until he made sure that everything that had ever been written about him, said about him, that was true, was come true in him. If you remember when they... We're in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he was praying. And he went and prayed three times. And he looked at his boys and he said, Boys, just sleep on. Take your rest. The time's at hand. He knew this time is over. The Passover was coming, he was going to be the sacrificial lamb. He knew this. He knew what death was going to do to him. They were going to beat him unrecognizable. And we said it here this morning. There was two men, one on either side. Now listen, if you go back and study history and read about the crucifixions, they done a lot of cussing, Screaming. Slandering. They'd done everything. They screamed from the cross, everything imaginable. But the Bible said Jesus uttered not a word in his own defense. He knew that he had to come. He knew he had to die. He had to die so he could arise and the tomb would be empty and the world would see in Matthew 24 when they went there and the stone was already rolled back. See, the flesh was wondering how they going to even get in. How are we going to roll? We're talking about women. We ain't talking about he-men. We're talking about women. And we're talking about a stone big enough to carry a man in and roll in place. It was not an easy task. And their mind was, my Savior's dead. Who's going to help me? Who's going to help me roll a stone? I want to anoint his body. I want to see him. I want to touch him. I want to hold it Just one more time. And they get there and the stone's already gone. The word didn't say, well, they realized that he had gone to be with the Father. He was resurrected. No, that didn't say that. The words that was recorded was where have you taken my Lord? Where have you taken my Lord? See they're in the carnal flesh as we are today and they're still saying today where is Jesus? Y'all been preaching this for 2,000 years he's coming back where is he? Well you just hold on a few more days you're going to see him you're going to hear him and he's going to say, Come up hither, and you're going to hear that, or he's going to say, Depart, I never knew you. Amen. You're going to hear one of them Welcome, good and faithful servant, or Depart, I never knew you. Amen. That's what you're going to hear. But see, he came. <laughs> he came as a little baby. He came anointed in his mother's womb and John was anointed in the womb and then we remember as Elizabeth and Mary got together that John leaped in the womb just because they two had got together. Leaped in that womb. Listen to us this morning, would you please? Those that are in you Inside of you that God is allowed to take root in you and growing in you, God has a plan for every single one of them. Please don't abort them. Please don't give up. Listen, I don't care how it was conceived, don't give it up. If you don't want it, bring it to me, me man. Mom will take care of another or two before we die. Bring it to her. She'll take the first half a dozen. I mean, if you're going to load the wagon, brother, load the wagon. Yeah. Well, I didn't say eight. Have you thought about this? Now, I think about this a lot. You may not. It's off the subject a little bit. But how many babies have been aborted? That could have been preachers. Preachers' wives. Great physicians that maybe God had anointed to come up with a cure for a lot of our diseases. See, Satan wants all of them to be killed. He don't want nothing that will ever be born into this world to ever give any glory and honor and praise to God Almighty. He wants it all for himself. And that's what was happening at the tomb. Satan said, I've got him. <laughs> he died just like the rest of them. Am I telling the truth? See, Satan even wondered. How do you know that, preacher? Well, let's go back to he was tempted. He said, if thou be the Son of God, command these stone to be turned to bread. I want to see your power. Put a little something on display here where I can grasp it. Come on now. But he said now if you be a man let me give you all of these kingdoms. He see he's checking to see if he's God he's checking to see if he's man. If you be a man you'll want all of this because that flesh wants popularity. That flesh wants money. That flesh wants Power. He said, now, if you just bow down and worship me, I'll give you all of this. So he checked to see if he is God, he checked to see if he is man, and he passed on both accounts, and Satan still don't know what he was. Satan's confused. Well, he he was hungry, but he didn't make no bread. He was poor but he didn't want no popularity. I ain't real sure what he is. Then at the cross, as he was dying, Satan said, oh, we got him now. Death has got him. Death has swallowed him up. Just like every other one that said that they were Jesus and they were the Savior. But the day that we're celebrating today, is the difference, is the greatest difference that I could explain to you this morning, this day, Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday is a special day to a Christian, and we said it already this morning, you don't really realize how special it is till you truly become a Christian. Oh, before you become a Christian, it's a day of joy and family and food and all of that. Easter egg hunts and all the joy. A lot of those things flood your mind. But when you become a Christian, this is the nail that seals the deal. He arose. They went to the tomb and he was gone. And if you read the four Gospels and you'll see that the head linen was laid separate. A custom of that day was, at a big gathering, at a big table where they waited on you, when you were through with a meal and you were through eating, you had had enough, you folded your napkin and laid it beside your plate. That told the server, don't bother me, asking me if I want anything else, I'm done. So what did that napkin represent that was folded, that was around his head? That linen was representing, he is not here. He is done with this deal. He's gone, but where is he going to? Well, let's look at what the ladies said. Where have you taken my Lord? I want to see his body. See, that's flesh. The flesh really wants to see this physical body. That's the reason we hold on to people dying. We don't care how hard it is on the people dying. We just want what we want when we want it. One of the first examples of that was a young man by the name of Bob Powell. He said, Preacher, I want you to pray that my grandfather get better. He said, My grandfather raised me. I said, Bob, how old is your grandfather? He's 93. He's in the hospital. They said, he ain't going to make it. I said, Bob, don't you think you're a little selfish trying to keep Grandpa here for you? He looked at me strangely and he said, what do you mean, preacher? I said, don't you think Grandpa wants to go? Oh, yeah, Grandpa's been a Christian all of my life. And said, I've heard him say many a time, I want to go home. I said, well, Bob, don't you think you're a little selfish trying to keep him here? Well, I don't care if he's sick, if he can't talk to me. I just want to be able to touch him. I said, Bob, that's awful selfish. I said, why don't you pray that God make his going easy? So he went to the Asheville Hospital that night, and he walked in, and he said his grandfather was struggling so bad. said he walked back out in the hallway and said he said Lord I'm sorry I've been selfish let grandpa go home easy he said he opened the door and grandpa was already gone he came to me and thanked me for that advice I said Bob the flesh wants to hold on even after they're dead we want to hold on because there's something just about being able to touch them that brings comfort to us. Something about being able to see Him, even though they can't talk, brings comfort to us. They were saying, What have you done with my Lord? I want to touch Him. I want to be there. I want to hold Him. I want to anoint Him. <laughs> and it said, Why seek ye the living among the dead? They still haven't grasped it. They're still talking. And Jesus said, why are you so sad? Jesus said that to them. And they replied, have you not heard? Are you a stranger? Where you been, man? Don't you know what's been going on for a week? And it was Jesus the whole time talking. If you're saved today, you're saved by faith. I've not seen him. I've not been able to hold him. But I've already met him. And I'll know it'll be him when I see his nail-scarred hand. The only scars in heaven will be in his hands. Won't be on you and me. Because death has no victory over a Christian. Golly bum. I just had a wonderful thought right there. I'll have ten fingers up there. And they'll all work. My arthritis this morning, I can't hardly close this right hand. They'll all work. I'll have a right mind. I know that's hard for you to comprehend. I wanted to get in there before Marvin jumped on that one. I'll have a body that'll never hurt. That'll never die. Because he died, I can live. Woo! Had I make you shout right there. He would die so I could live. He took My suffering. Woo. Glory be to God. He took my stripes. He took my punishment. Where is my Lord and Savior today? He's right here in the middle of my heart. How do you know I feel him this morning. I feel him all over me. I know when I got saved. I know how it feels to be lost. And I know how it feels to be saved. And I know his voice. I know his voice. Brother Howard, we know it when he speaks to us, don't we? And I just wondered if that little baby ever had any nightmares. I've watched my own babies and grandbabies. Sometimes you just pick them up and hold them because it seems like they're having a terrible nightmare. I've got them in the bed beside of me and just let them lay there. Something about when they feel the warmth of mom and daddy, it brings comfort. I can tell you right now, if your heavenly father ever scrooches up next to you, you will have some comfort. You will have peace of mind, joy unspeakable, and full of glory. You won't be looking in that empty tomb saying, Where is my Lord? You will know where he's at. You will know he's alive forevermore. You will know he's sitting on the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and I. You will know that he lives because you have the faith. One day I will see him. Amen. And that day I'm going to hear welcome, thou good and faithful servant. See, he's going to look on me and he's going to see the blood. That's what made me good. Amen. Faithful's my part. Being faithful is all mine. You say, well, preacher, you just don't understand. No, you don't understand. Faithful is your choice. Amen. Yeah, the fish might be biting. But so what? I'll just be honest with you. Last time that I went fishing several years ago, I didn't care if they bit or not. I just wanted to sit by the riverbank with a hook in the water. I just wanted a few moments of peace and quiet. Amen. I wasn't going out there trying to get a trophy. I already had a trophy. His name is Jesus. I put Him on display. I'm proud of Him. I want to share it and show everybody my Jesus. I want to show that I serve a risen Savior. He don't have to have no more nightmares about me. Because I truly believe He died for me. And the tomb was empty to show me. The napkin was folded to tell me. And then He told me. Why are you so sad? Church, let me close in this manner this morning. Why is church so sad to you? Why is there not joy in coming to the house of God? Sure, we might be hurting. There ain't many of us in here right now that ain't got some aches and pains. I had to go out there in Sunday school and take some painkillers. Because when arthritis hits, my old hands just don't work. They just swell up. You can't close them. You can't hold nothing. And it's just like a throbbing toothache. But we're all going to have pains. But I can tell you how to get out of an eternal pain. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And if you truly believe, you will be baptized and you will follow him. You will lift him up. You will praise him. Why? Because you believe. When you look in that tomb, what do you see? Satan thought he had him. Satan said he died just like the rest of them. I wonder what he thought when that light came into a dark, dark place. And that light came down that tunnel to retrieve the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And Satan was probably down there having a party about that time because we have killed another Jesus. We have crucified him and they's probably having a party, but when the light come on and came down the tunnel, listen, if you've ever been in a real, real, real dark place, it don't take a whole lot of light, and you'll have to do this, because your eyes can't handle, I guarantee you, there was nobody in hell could handle the sight of my Lord and Savior coming down through there uh, showing the Shekinah glory of God and the light came on in hell for a little while and old Satan himself had to bow down and stick out the keys. Hey, he couldn't resist. He had to give it up. wonder what kind of lies he told when he left. Same kind of lie he'll probably tell somebody in the house of God today. Listen carefully. Are you saved? If you're a Christian, this is the greatest day for you that's ever been. This is a great day for Christians. We celebrate a risen Savior. We celebrate a Savior that's alive. We celebrate a Savior that's coming back for you and I. We celebrate a Savior that came back and already fed a crowd and showed 500 that was dead walking in the city. And it wasn't just one flew over the cuckoo's nest like Mohammed done. He was there for 40 days. How long will it take you to believe? believe? Truly believe today if you could see inside that tomb, if you could see his face today, if you could hear his voice, he'd say, come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He's saying to you and I today, if you're not saved, I'll save you. If you're cold, I'll warm you up. If you're indifferent, I'll bless you. I'll encourage you today if we'll just come and ask. Everyone stand. Somebody come and play softly. He said in Luke 24 and verse number 7, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered His word. Do you remember as your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed today the invitation that he gave to you and I? Come unto me. Come unto me all you that are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. If you need Jesus today would you step out right now and come? If you've never been saved or maybe you're saved and backslidden cold and indifferent on God would you come? Would you step out and come right now to an altar and say, I believe in Jesus. Would you come? Holy Ghost is calling to you. Would you come? Would you come?